Fuck him. Fuck. fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool, but fuck you. Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And today we will discuss the art of images created by people without the gift of eyesight. But first, Steven, how was your week? Man, it's it's been a long week. It feels like it's been forever since we recorded, and we're like, it's pretty normal, but yeah, man, it feels like a lot's happened. I uh, shaved my head. That it felt looks good, good, by the way. Thank you. That always yeah. feels so good. I feel like I'm back to being an ugly warrior. I feel <laughs> once it starts getting poofy, I can't deal with it anymore. Uh, shaved my head, went to the art museum. Uh, that was fun. Had a date day with Sarah. Checked out the stuff there. Um, actually going to mention a couple things I saw there later on. And then the last big thing was so shitty. I talked to you a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. The bio bomb in my basement finally exploded. Our our landlord had a deep freezer full of meat. It's like a six foot freezer full of meat. Mm-hmm. And, and it died. And we noticed because we started having gnats and flies. And I spent two days cleaning that fucker out. And it was so putrid. The whole neighborhood smells, man. Ugh. It was, I was using buckets, uh, buckets, gallons and gallons of meat syrup. <laughs> oh, Jesus, fuck. It was so bad, man. So the, the house just finished airing out. It's been like four days since, and it's like finally becoming normal again. It was so bad. Like becoming normal like there's still that hint and you know it's like it's all up in your nostrils and shit like yeah. those particles are stuck to like your your nose hairs and shit yep i can smell death on me <laughs> you get one <laughs> you get one of those um you ever seen those neti pots oh People yeah like pour in through their nose and shit i was using one to get the smell out of my oh nose. yeah i was gonna say that's the That'd have to be the move. And I inhaled so much poison. I probably did like 10 years of smoking damage to my lungs from all the poison. (laughs) (laughs) But it's over with and on to new shit. What about you, man? How's your week? Uh, My week's been busy. Um, We've been uh, really busy with work. So we've been, I've been pulling a couple extra hours doing, uh, you know, getting us up to getting us up to stock, which is fun. You know, it's it's cool work, and I enjoy what I'm doing. So it's not like it's a, you know, uh, how I would feel about doing extra hours at um, other places. And even still, like I'm I'm barely hitting forty a week. I think I'm I'm really not even keeping track of that anymore. That's how much I like the gig. I'm not even really keeping track of it. Um, but it's uh, I'm been waiting for the appraisal to come back on the house still. So I'm you know just we're in, I'm in my head doing uh planning projects and stuff and um you know uh repairs or anything that you know most of the real repairs that need to be done are like kind of bigger jobs that are you know outside of my wheelhouse but aesthetic stuff i I got that i'm doing i'm already got a a lot of that kind of shit planned out um we were just playing D &D the other night and i have um i have my next like i have three characters in my head of like who I want to like if you know when when one of my characters like beefs it for real like <laughs> who I'm gonna who I'm gonna pull out um, one of them I'm I'm kind of excited about this idea I think it's fun um, but I gotta talk to Keith and see how he feels about it first um, but it would be a it'd be a, a warlock that's not really a warlock he's actually a wizard but he thinks he's a warlock 
he thinks he has a patron a p- patron deity that's like giving him power but it's like he's just like he goes to the library and, you know he re- you know reads these these you know studies these magics and stuff and like he's doing it on his own but he thinks that he's you know some kind of warlock that's has this god that talks to him but the god's not real cuz the warlocks are like they're like kind of like sponsored by a being right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that sounds fun so yeah, I think that that could be a cool character to play, you know, like you'd always have like some kind of a, you know, um, background. I mean, I I thought about even like playing him as like his his true intention is like, you know, you know, lawful evil or like chaotic evil or something. But like in his head, he's got to like do, you know, like he worships, a, a you know, a demon deity or something. But he uh he's got to like do good with the people that are around him to get the, the get to the, the ends that he needs until his patron, you know, deity reaches back out to him and gives him the next order. Okay. So he's like, he's a good guy and he's really chill, but like secretly he's, you know, a worshiper of this, you know, devil. And so, <laughs> so you got a little possession going on. Yeah. 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 I think that could be fun. That sounds fun. Um, you know, as far as, getting more into like the meta like a uh, role-playing kind of aspect of it but oh yeah i i like building shitty weird characters like that but <laughs> that's just me so i don't have any honorable mentions this week do you i do let me uh let me open this first one this one was a really cool like tech story um i always get these articles from boing boing uh this first one U.S. Air Force, Air Force, <laughs> US Air Force, Air, the damn Air Force, the Air Force tests handheld nerve stimulating device to zap tired soldiers into alertness. Dude, this thing sounds so fucking cool. I want one so bad. <laughs> so for years, some people who suffer from epilepsy and depression have found relief through implanted devices that stimulate the vagus nerve in their neck with pulses of electric signals more recently handheld vagus nerve stimulation vns devices that deliver the current through the skin of the user's neck have been fda approved to treat migraines while research studies even suggest the technology can improve memory and learning in animals and humans now the air force has shown that zapping yourself with a handheld vns device can wake you up if you feel fatigued and help you stay on task. So the benefits peaked 12 hours after simulation with boost alerting with boost to alertness lasting for up to 19 hours. Jesus Christ. Dude, that's so fucking rad. This is I mean, it's very rad, but it also is uh of course, my my negativity shows when I, I'm thinking like the the bleak future of capitalism. Yeah, where we're you know like you you wear one of these when you go to work in case your you know your productivity slows. Yeah, like this could like destroy Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so they say it's more effective than caffeine, but there is um there definitely is a lot of worry about abuse of it, like the number of doses a week how often if it can lead to addictive behavior which i'm sure it could oh yeah uh i feel like i would definitely get addicted to it but if i could zap myself energy all day oh my god oh my god just zap that coke right into your neck boy dude i mean (laughs) I i can't do meth anymore 
I, I'm, <laughs> caffeine pills aren't cutting it. I need electrical vagus nerve zapper. <laughs> military grade. Yeah, military grade. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Uh, the second one is uh, one of my Instagram art buddies. We were just checking this out uh, before we started. Um, her name is uh, Az- Azria Rain. I, I struggled with it. It's all one word. Uh, she's on Instagram at A-Z-R-A-I-A-R-A-I-N. Uh, I've known her for a long time. She's one of these artists who, I, she's, her work is just so authentically hers. Like everything yeah, you look at is, you can tell she did it. It's her own style. Um, she's just doing really cool stuff. She does lots of creatures. Lots of really cool colors. Some of it has a, a little uh, fantasy inspiration, but a lot of it, it feels like a, like Indian art. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say there's there's definitely a touch of like a feel of like a, a, f- a fantasy thing. There's like a, a fae kind of a, a vibe with some of it, but that's, you know, there's, like you said, definitely a, a kind of a Hindu culture yes. representation there. Um, or like a, at least a you know a Middle Eastern you know uh, art aesthetic, and then it's, there's like a, a gothiness to it that's you know that we appreciate. Definitely, her, her creatures are just so cool. I love the giraffe one. It's down a oh, bit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then With the the rings on its neck. Yeah, and then uh, just the the skulls she does are really cool. Um, the hol- she's doing holographic stickers of a lot of her piece pieces, and she's also she recently I think she just finished I forget uh, was in tattoo school, and she is going to be like an awesome tattoo artist. A lot of the at least the, the coloring I'm, I'm noticing is like markers and stuff too, and like that's I love doing the marker art and stuff. These are really pretty. Yeah, just the colors are outrageous. I think. I think our process typically starts pencil and then it gets inked and then she either does colored pencils or like a Prisma marker kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And it's got these different layers and I, I, it's just so fun. It's it's just authentically hers, very unique. Um, I think she's just going to continue making awesome work and is definitely worth checking out. I agree. As Raya Rain on Instagram. Check her out. We'll link some pieces. Uh, awesome stuff. Some of these look like like old, you know, like old artwork. Yeah. Like something that you would find in like a, a book or, a, you know, like something. Um, some of it even reminds me, like some of the line work and stuff reminds me of uh, like the uh, the Japanese um, prints. Prints. You know, something something like that, and some of the the coloring, the ink work, um, it just got more detail and more more you know fading effects into it that are much more subtle, or you know that you would get. Dude, you're you're yeah. right. I feel like a lot of these pieces, especially when it's got like the the oversized creature and like a small human character, it looks like a a weird like folk drawing you'd find in the yeah, back of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, an obscure book in the back of a library somewhere or something yeah dope shit super dope um and that's it i got one dishonorable mention we'll check out later 
but uh, you want to kick us off with uh, what we're doing today? Yeah. Um, so we are uh, doing a we we watched this this documentary. Um, it's called Dark Light. Um, yes. It's about uh, these uh, blind photographers, um, and it, it's just such a pretty. I, it's just a wild concept. I think when when you even brought up the documentary to me, I was, it didn't really hit me at first. I think, and then I as I saw, thought about like has how wild that is to be able you know to to think about taking a picture without looking at what you're doing, yeah, or doing you know really any kind of art and like how that works. But, um, you know, it's just a really crazy concept to me. Yeah, um, it it was like instantly we both. Just the description, we we're like, yeah, we have to watch this. The The documentary's description, it reads, uh, Can vision succeed where eyesight fails? Can a blind person make meaningful photographs? How can the creator appreciate his own work? This film explores the artistry and innovation of Pete Eckert, Bruce Hall, and Henry Butler, blind photographers whose luminous work can help us see the world through their eyes. It was directed by... Neil Leifer or Leifer, I'm not sure, in 2009. Um, and it, it's kind of weird. It was only a 30-minute documentary, which was uh, kind of a bummer because it left us wanting to see a lot more or to, to understand their processes uh, right. a lot more. So uh, many questions left unanswered about it. Yeah. Um, I, I easily think they could have gotten three hours of information about you know, just their process and like how they choose which pieces to develop and, you know, like that a lot more processing that, that could have been, you know, explained. Definitely. I, I, I recommended it to you and then I watched it and my immediate reaction was like, it kind of felt like a shitty documentary, like bad background music, uh, really goofy in a way. But the subject matter itself and the characters were just so intriguing that I, I did not regret watching it at all. I very much enjoyed it, but it wasn't like good as a documentary so much, right? Yeah. I, I, I got to say, as much as I feel like they could have gotten more out of it, I still also feel like I'm, I'm like, it's, it's not as interesting to me. Like I watched that and it's like, okay, that's cool now. And I've seen that. And it made me, I just realized in this moment that like, I'm not really probably going to look up anything more about blind photography after watching the documentary now that I think about it, but no, but it was cool to watch and it was definitely a fun story. Uh, um, yeah. I, and to your point, I, I definitely wouldn't be looking into a lot of it either, but I think it raises a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot of inter- introspective questions that yeah. arose from it. Yeah, that's true. It changes the way that I think about that. I'm probably going to think about making artwork in the future. Exactly. Um, And as we're both artists, the topic of blind photography, there's just so many, there's just so many questions and aspects to explore on how an artist can be an artist without sight. Um, God, it just sounds so fucking hard, man. Yeah. I like, I, was thinking I could see like a sculptor or something like a more physical medium, um, you, you using touch or you know something like that. But it, man, it just seems so wild and crazy to take, you know, photographs. I think especially 
Like you can even, you know, tell me that like, you know, uh, um, I can picture someone doing, you know, pastel work or, you know, pencil work or something like that, or ink, some kind of other medium that would, you know, create an image, but the, the photography, it's like, it's so based on like what's in that, what you see through that little window. Yeah. You know, I, I had that thought too, something like sculpture, I could understand a lot more easily being blind. Um, my grandpa, I think we've talked about him a little bit. He was an art collector, and uh, he was really a fan of this artist named James Castle. And he had this book, and I, I, I know I'm going to mess it up because I don't think it, 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 like art collectors described him, and I might have it wrong, but it was something like he's deaf, dumb, and blind. Like it was one of those like kind of old timey, shitty descriptions or whatever. But he definitely was like. I don't know if he was mentally challenged, physically challenged, or both, but he had some sort of like disabilities that included blindness. And he would make drawings and pieces of art with like found materials on the street because he like was destitute and like would find pieces of like cardboard and charcoal and shit. And it was like really cool, like the drawings he could come up with, but it wasn't good art either. Mm -hmm. And it was. In the in the literal sense, like if you're into abstract shit or whatever, I I see how I see how the art has value, but I also don't understand how it could be worth the vast amount of money it right. became worth. You know what right. I mean? Um. So, with that, first things first, addressing photography, it's kind of bullshit, right? Yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm half joking, but it it's kind of it's, it's kind of especially lately. I mean, you know, with how dope cameras are, you know, anymore, they they basically do all the hard work for you. Like, you don't have to worry about aspect ratio and shit like that. Like, unless you're like really serious and you're getting something really specific, and you have you know uh, a certain vision in your head, like most of that shit just it doesn't. You don't have to know all that. It's just point and click, and so that makes anyone with a even a basic understanding of composition. You know, they can make some really neat photos. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I assume that, that, of course, makes it really difficult for professional photographers, you know, nowadays. But um, just even most people with a decent camera in their pocket, really, you know, they think that they're an artist. Dude, there are so many people doing shit with their stupid fucking iPhones. Like, <laughs> dude, there was an artist in Juxtapose magazine recently that I used to follow on Instagram. I thought they did really cool digital like collage photography shit. And I find out all of their stuff is either shot on an iPhone or made on an app on their phone. And it's like they're selling shit for like album covers or like exhibits across the world for like hundreds of thousands of dollars and their final piece of art might be two inches by three inches doesn't that make you so angry it's fucking livid like it might look great on instagram but you can't print shit like right that. I not not that everything on a phone is that way and i have a lot of friends that are into photography or are professional photographers i really mean it like as bullshit half jokingly because yeah, for, for the people that are doing it professionally and take it like passionately and like learn about the craft like there's a lot of cool shit there that you know they can do that a lot of people can't yeah you know with it's that so like, I, I know like for sure 
you know, someone that spends time studying it and like doing, doing, you know, putting in the hours of, of work on it, they're going to make something of that's a much better quality and what, you know, than what, you know, you or I could, I mean, I, I don't, I think I'm decent at photography. I like it. I've never had a, a really dope camera, mm-hmm. but it's another one. Like I have a really strong understanding of good composition and lighting and contrast and stuff like that. So Definitely. I can figure it out, you know, at least get to the, the end end goal of what I want, even like, um, social media stuff for like, uh, the, the business I I work with where, you know, we were talking about doing more like Instagram posts and doing stuff like that. And as far as like, like taking pictures and doing stuff like that, like I'm really good at it. I enjoy taking pictures for, you know, stuff like that food pictures, especially. Um, but I just, I never remember to, I'm never thinking about it. I'm like, you know, it's the minute I do, then a customer walks in and it's like, okay, I gotta stop what I'm doing and put that down, and then, and then I forget again. And it's like, I, like I went to school for audio video production. I I spent so much time on cameras. I'd like to think of myself as pretty good. My my personal art relies on photography. Like I respect the medium a lot, but I also like you're not creating something out of nothing either it's not like other visual arts like you really can just get lucky or have people point and click something that is beautiful because beautiful things exist and we can capture their souls in a little picture box so i i I have very mixed feelings yeah i really i actually i really respect people that do like the old like physical film cameras that that know how to both get the right image because you still have to get like the the right light and the composition and everything with the with the original image and then in the developing process learning how to um you know uh, uh um you know fudge that in a certain way to get different effects and and things like that it's like that takes such a mastery and such a it's a, a delicate process that it's a different level yeah yeah i've it's only a- developed film like once so it's a hard process. Go work at the. Uh, you can't, don't have those those kiosks anymore in the fucking parking lot where you take your old disposable camera and drop them off. Yeah, I got Sarah for I think it was anniversary or Christmas. I got her one of the cameras where it prints out the picture. What the fuck? Oh, uh, the um, the Polaroid. Yeah, dude, that is so awesome. Yeah, those are cool. We need to bring Polaroids back. But, uh, I agree. That's actually you. You came up to here with that one, and um, yeah, and you, you both did. And um, it was it's cool now because I have another friend that had uh, one of my coworkers had one, um, and they took a picture at a party that you know I, I threw over here, and so now I have these two cool you know Polaroid you know memory pictures that are, are fun. Yeah, they're know? little windows of a memory. It's, yeah, they're the best. Um, so in this documentary, I guess. I guess it all spawned from this exhibit uh, that was called at at the time it was called Sight Unseen, and the curator was bringing together the world's best blind photographers. It's, uh, Douglas McCullough. Okay, dude, he was so douchey. He was. There's something real sketchy about that dude. Yeah, something. I I couldn't quite like articulate. I'm I'm glad Wait, you what? picked that up too because I opened the notes and I saw that I was like yeah I was I was wondering if I should even bring it up or not but yeah there's just something yeah something he had the like 
it wasn't straw, but he had like a fedora made out of some organic material. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> It just screamed asshole. <laughs> yeah. And how he, how he spoke about it. Um, but I, I don't know. I want to expand on that more, but I, I don't, there's, I think a lot we'll, of curators. We'll do a deep dive in him. Yeah. <laughs> we need a follow up on that guy. <laughs> follow up on it is uh, uh, 20 years of all of his Facebook yeah. uh, inner, inner doings and. <laughs> we find out he's been convicted of mur- murder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, I can't say it on here. I'll tell you later. It was funny. Okay. Um, but there is something to it. Curators are almost always assholes, right? Yeah. Like how they're they're always pretentious. Not always assholes, but they're always pretentious art. I people. think in the in the art in the art world in general, there's just a lot of that. So much. I saw some of that at the art museum this week. Uh, I'll get into it later. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he he spoke about the exhibit, the exhibit, saying that these f- blind photographers, what they're creating, their work is a purely mental construct, and it's all about the invisible versus the the visible. Yeah. Um, which he yeah, I was I was gonna say the, one of the other things he pointed out was um, he said something about they're they're presenting their own mental image, you know, in in a way that like. I, I I get that. I'm not sure if that's because it's still like they're taking pictures of the things that we see, right? It it's through their lens, but it's not. Yeah. I don't know if I could say any photographer's work is a purely mental construct. It sounds good, right. but I don't know. Uh, you want to kick us off with the an intro to our first artist? Yeah. Um, so Pete Eckert, um, first of all, was I, cool. he was yeah, cool. I really like this one. Yeah. Um, his, his artwork in general was really cool, but he just had seemed to have a cool approach to it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Pete Eckert has a cute seeing eye dog, the pretty German shepherd. Yeah. Um, they, uh, he shoots digital, uh, and, uh, film, physical film. Um, he spends weeks to months on each photograph he mentally sculpts uh, the, the the photos and he paints with light. Real quick, uh, he, yeah. I was I was kind of surprised um, how in depth his setups and shoots were that he would literally spend weeks and months on. That's oh yeah, that 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 shows that like not only does he have like a passion for it and a, a drive for it, but like he's he's he has a vision that he's wanting to try to project yeah he, he would he was saying he literally would without knowing what he was going to make tr- to try to mentally sculpt it and then he would yeah. use different techniques to paint or build the photo which we'll get into yeah um he had a uh, retinitis pigmentosa it's a rare inherited gener- uh degenerative eye disease um he had um a you know a he was could see up until he was diagnosed with it, I guess. And then it took another 10 years for him to lose sight. Um, right. He, uh, so he had like an altered braille light meter that he used to measure the room's light. Which um, is so cool. He would like measure the light at the window and then 10 feet into the room. And he could, you could, knowing what that light spectrum was like, he could like gauge uh, brightness and shadow. It's, yeah. That's really cool. 
Yeah. Um, he, um, you can see in his work, it's, it sometimes depicts like a, a foggy visual experience. Um, he, he said he often works with film, uh, regular film. Uh, he even processes it, processes it all himself. Um, I thought this was really wild. He uses um, kind of like a, he said like a bat, but like a form of echolocation <laughs> to help pose and work with the subject. And like, he could tell how close he was to them and like where he was like around them to like by, you know, using his voice. Yeah. Um, I think he, the way he described it was like um, if there's, you know, he could hear it bouncing off the wall behind them and like, like a, like water going around a rock. Right in a stream, you know, you can like tell that it's going around them. Dude, every uh, time I hear the word echolocation, I think of that stupid Sega game with the dolphin. Damn right, dog. <laughs> Echo makes, the dolphin, yeah. fucking tides of time, dog. Oh my god, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. But he legit like felt like he he could judge a room and a person's position through this hit using his own voice. That's, yeah so cool that's, that's kind of really, rare like it's really rare it's really wild for someone that even had eyesight for right. a portion of their life dude um, i know t- i've not well but i've met two people with that eye condition like that are slowly losing their sight and i can't sucks. i cannot besides like alzheimer's and that kind of shit like brain shit i can't imagine like a more terrifying experience yeah fucking God. that's yeah it's awful um, he, he said when he, um, when he found out he was going to be going blind, he invested in martial arts training and, uh, what was it? He got, um, he got his, he got an MDA. So he, cause his main priorities were, uh, make sure he can make money and make sure he can defend himself. Cause he had no idea what he's going into. That's a smart you know, being man. Blind. I was like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's fucking great. Yeah. Um, he, um, he sometimes, uh, excuse me. The um the light painting technique, yeah. um the the paint layers of light you with the the long exposure time, um it it it's cool it's kind of gimmicky, um I think anymore yeah. because so many people do it, um but I, 2000- the way that he does it I think there's a lot of really cool shit. Yeah, and in two thousand nine it was not, it wasn't what it is now, and he didn't use it like most people do either. You're right, he really did like try to paint it was almost like strokes like how yeah. he would move the camera over his subject with the long the lens open for a long time in a dark room and it was like his finished photographs would when he was using that style really did look like more like a mix between painting and photography yeah yeah um definitely impressive um that really really liked his his work he was probably um, my, f- his work was probably my favorite of the three. Yeah, I, I also agree with that. I, re- um, I really don't like the the light painting where it's like the light graffiti stuff. I, yeah. I it's too gimmicky, it's, too much. It's, ve- it's very, um, I don't know, it feels very um, uh, Instagram forced. Yeah. You know, something people kind of figure out they could do, you know, with their phone or something. And they, you know, got some sparklers and, you know, made some goofy shit. <laughs> yeah. Or, or glow sticks or, you know, something. Right. 
he said he got into photography uh, when he found an old infrared camera in his grandmother's house. Um, and one of the, I, I don't think I got this quote completely right, but um, he said he thinks that the idea of a blind guy doing photography in a non-visible wavelength, it was just really funny to him. That's cool. And that's kind of what sparked him into it. I'm curious what an old infrared camera, like, I don't know how old infrared, like if that would have been a film cam, if it was in his grandma's house. Yeah, I assume it was a film something and... Yeah, I have no idea. It, the infrared photography is super cool. I, I have one internet buddy who is a very talented infrared photographer, and I kind of wanted to get more into it because you get such weird fucking colors. It's, oh, yeah, they're really wild. And it, it's it some, can, some fantasy world kind of shit. Yeah, and it definitely kind of walks the edge of it can be a little gimmicky also. Like, if when it's done really well, it is, like, uniquely beautiful. But when it's just okay, it feels a little gimmicky, like the light painting. Yeah. But um, I've talked to my buddy about it because he's very talented. Um, and it's weird now because, you know, digital cameras... So there's like companies you you pay and you ship them your camera, which is already a sketchy process to ship a camera. And then they literally like alter your camera's chips and you get it back and you don't know exactly how well it worked or didn't work or what wavelength you're going to be able to photograph. And then it's kind of like a like a cross your fingers situation or Big whatever fucking gamble yeah like this especially just fuck up this camera <laughs> right so a lot of people do it with their secondary camera their last model because man like the people i know that are into photography they have like thirty thousand dollar like setups minimum right with lenses and shit and to send in a camera just to get mod your chips modded like that oh man that's so scary it is uh all right second dude yeah tell me about uh tell me about henry butler henry butler uh so he had infantile glaucoma uh so that started when he was a kid so i'm under the impression he had no vision ever yeah that's what if if he had if he had any for you know as in his childhood it was probably you know really weak and hazy but I, i assume that deteriorated completely yeah they as the other one they'd never really specified some of that information yeah uh so he was an accomplished piano player it sounds like he was like pretty noteworthy noteworthily jesus christ very talented yeah (laughs) Uh, and he's also a digital photographer he specializes in portraits and street street photography uh, he talked about in school, his teachers always said he had great ears, and he thought that was funny. Like, yeah. why Why his ears looked so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was very inspired by Beethoven's story of going death and how Beethoven would use uh, put a stick in his mouth to feel the vibrations of the piano when he was playing. And he felt that photography was so similar in the sense, photography blind was so similar because you're just capturing vibrations like Mm. it's all about i don't know how you navigate that energy just kind of connect yourself to it yeah 
in 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 some some fashion or another. Right. You know. It seemed like he was he used a lot like sound was so important to his process. Yeah. Um cuz he was capturing people's portraits on the street and he would sometimes have uh, a sighted person with him who he would communicate with or he would communicate directly with the subject and it, he would through conversation kind of figure out the best way to, to pose or to capture the subject he was shooting. Um, he loved embracing improvisation, both in his music and photography, and he really, him more so than the other artists, he was really about the fun of it all. He, he was fun to yeah. watch. Or yeah. You could tell he was like in his zone doing what he loved. It's fucking just loves hanging out on Bourbon Street looking like he's, you know... Yeah, living living the uh, the New Orleans life. Definitely, definitely. This yeah. third dude was pretty unique in a different way. Yeah. Um. So Bruce Hall, um, he's an underwater photographer about twenty one years. Um, even dives at night, uh, yeah. which is you know, fucking terrifying to me. But of course, you know, he can't yeah. see, so it's. Um, I guess he could see. You know, to a degree, he had yeah. a, a damaged optical nerve, uh, minimal vision. He had less than five percent. God, uh, yes. So he could see something, but especially underwater or in situations at night, you're not seeing much. Like, yeah, five percent. Um, Jesus. So he uses photos of uh, scuba diving stuff, so he can he, while he, he like uh, while he's diving, so he can view the photos later at home with magnification. Um, he said he, he feels he's like so surprised and happy when he gets to go home and he sees the finally sees the result of his work. Um, he, Dude, that's crazy, man. Like he's basically diving blind and like feeling out how to capture photos, then yeah. going home using magnification with this five percent vision and seeing what he got got that day. Yeah, like he, there's some of the 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 wild stuff that he said he get like a you know. A, big macro you know zoom in on something and just like the the detail of stuff that you know wouldn't come across as well that he just fucking nails yeah uh, because he's just curious he doesn't know he can't fucking see what he's looking at right so he's got to take a picture of it so he can go you know look at it that way his um, stuff really did look not goe oh yeah, yeah absolutely um he uh says photo uh, excuse me photography helps him deal with loss uh-huh. Yeah, dude, there there's something to that. Yeah. I think I think it's a thing like I've noticed in my life that people who take a lot of photos for whatever reason, it seems like they're processing a lot of loss in yeah. one way or another. Trying to immortalize moments and people in your life. Um, you know, f- making fixtures of things. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like control like of yeah. your life. Yeah. Um, and I think to, and it's not, I don't think it's a bad way to work through things at all. No, ab- absolutely not. It's a great way. And I, I think on the other end of the spectrum, people who don't uh, like photos of their life at all, there's, there's something more negative about that. I think Yeah, I tend to be that way. I used to like have a camera with me everywhere all the time. Was always taking pictures, and I, I don't like it anymore. I really don't like photos. I I enjoy taking them, um, 
I finally, in the last, you know, so many years of my life, I feel like comfortable in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, um, I hate, I hate taking pictures of myself. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. That I, oh, I fucking hate that. Yeah. Can't do it. I don't want to see photos myself. But no one else ever takes good pictures of me. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just give it to me. I'll fucking take it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't want to take a fucking (laughs) selfie. But if you're going to post a picture of me online, God damn it. At least let me make sure it's not terrible. Oh my god! Just tell me I look. You know, I had my my hair's all fucked up or something. Like, <laughs> tell me this shit. I can fix it in like two minutes. Oh shit! Yeah. Anyways, Bruce had to to do his work. He had to have all the buttons memorized on both yeah. the camera and the underwater housing. God, that alone. The light meter and stuff. Like, yeah, it's fucking obnoxious. How to adjust the aperture, lens time, all that shit underwater in housing blind have to memorize your there's so many fucking buttons and settings on a digital camera now yeah oh my god it's a nightmare fucking ridiculous there's always a point and click mode but like people who are talented there's a lot of shit you can change you know yeah um he had a quote um and i really this really stuck with me um he said, there are hundreds of fabulous underwater photographers I can't compete with because of my eyesight. And he almost said, uh, because of my vision. He said, I would never use the word vision. Um, and I took that to me and like he would, you know, despite not having eyesight, he still has vision. He has good vision. You know, it's, a, you know, his artistic vision that he, you know, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, exacts. He, he executes um, really well. I think there's something to that, like for both photography and I think digital stuff, like where you're working with like aspects of things that are real, but you're also like capturing. There's always something about the vision of a piece of art. It's never, it never turns out how you think it will. Like very rarely do I ever make a piece of art like whether it's drawing, painting, whatever, where like I start and it, in the end, it looks exactly how I envisioned it. Right. Yeah. But you almost like need that vision of it along the way to find what it will be. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. You need that, need something in your head that, I mean, you know, like there, there's the sculptors that say like you, they can see, the sculpture underneath all the the you know the brick or whatever you know That's, all the stone it sounds it's good. like <laughs> yeah it's like it's a really great great concept like i can't do that but like i can do that with like drawings like i can picture it in my head like how i want it and how it's going to be and i'm like thinking of the colors and stuff like that and like you said it's it's not going to come out the way that i want it to every time or the way i originally see it in my head but you know i can I might find something else that like, Oh, well let's try this and let's try this instead. Or, you know, I, I can't draw this fucking hand. Right. So let me, right. Adjust. Let me figure out a way to, to cover it up. <laughs> and I, I, I forget the exact quote. There's, there's one about uh, like half of being a good artist is just the art of observation, you know, like learning how mm-hmm. to see things in the world. Right. Um, I think photography is kind of like the ultimate, craft of observation yeah i'd I'd probably like 80 percent composition like it's almost got to be like there's so much of like the light stuff and whatever that goes into that as well but 
you know, it's not like, you know, the, the rest would be like trying to convey emotion or trying to convey, you know, a, um, a purpose to it. What it's about not just a, a picture of someone on the street. It's yeah. The, the, the artists that are photographers that capture emotion really well, or like have a portfolio that is like genuinely moving is so fucking rare. Yeah. That the people that can do that kind of shit is like pretty fucking next level. I'm always so impressed with like uh like the fucking Nat Geo level of shit, like nature docs now. Yeah. Like they're like fucking motion tracking a hyena from a half a mile away at per you know what I mean? Dude, yeah, and they're like center frame, like most <laughs> of the mass of the screen. It's like, how the fuck did y'all do this? <laughs> how did All, you get that close to this thing? <laughs> right. With a lot of the small stuff, I've been finding like uh, that night one that was on Netflix. Uh, like when they're doing a scene with like a mouse or a scorpion, it's like they're building sets. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That shit's pretty wild. All right. What's um, this next next point here you got? Um. Oh, this was uh, this was the stuff you typed up here. Oh. That's probably so all I, bullshit. I, I, so I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking like so like their process that they go through, um, you know, versus the the disability that they have. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm just thinking like how how hard that has to be, and you know what the, what they have to do to compensate for it, you know, to to make, you know, to to work on the on the same playing field as people that have you know, eyesight. Um, there's so, there's so much chance there. It is a, I, a medium of a lot of chance. It's like you have control, but uh, so much of it is out of your control too. Yeah. I, th I think one of the things that stood out to me the most that seemed true with all of them to some extent or another that when the physical is absent, we have to lean on the abstract. And when the abstract is absent, we have to lean on the physical. So in a lot of ways, their physical world is is absent in the sense of like they can't directly perceive it the way we can. But they right. could pick up on, whether they call it vibrations, energy, uh noise that they had a way of like tuning into the world around them to give them that extra control to get the right chances yeah yeah um just finding the, the that balance there i guess of like i i just i, I try to picture it in my head i'm trying to, to comprehend it and i still i just can't because i don't know i try to get in that headspace of what that has to be like that planning process that you know dude takes for months of you know putting it together like that i i understand the months of planning part but then to to do it and then know that like this was or you know just to say like this is what i was looking for and when you can't see it you know you can't see the final product and i will say like it sounds so impressive to be like i plan it for weeks and months like I plan pieces of art for weeks and months all the time. Like you're always working on shit in the background, yeah. but it's kind of bullshit, right? Like how, you how, how do you mean? No I'm matter. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just want to know, like, yeah, from yeah, your perspective. Yeah, but like, I plan things 
like that all the time, but like you always have stuff going on in your subconscious. If you're an artist, you always got projects and stuff going on. But the reality is, regardless of how long he was thinking of it, like those photo shoots could be set up in a day. They weren't that complicated. Like it's right. complicated and even harder for him, but I don't know. It's kind of like a, I, I don't think it's like a, a blind thing, but I think it's like an, a bullshit artist thing. Where you're like, I planned it for months. That painting took me years. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, your it's, whole- uh, it, it increases a, it, it makes the, the the pictures more rare when they, yeah, come, when they drop every couple months. But and it doesn't take away from the finished product at all. I no. don't know. It's just kind of like art, artist bullshit talk. I think it's but, it's 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 so hard to discern like what's bullshit and what's not when it comes to stuff like that yeah when it's like who's who's being pretentious and who's being earnest about like what what their what their feelings are and what their process is like how how much of this is actually like a huge factor in like the way that you live your life and you know the not the blindness of course but the making art like obviously the blindness is pretty it's a pretty big factor in how you live your life <laughs> it's a factor dude you know all right I, here's one of the indicators i personally have for uh bullshit or genuineness in artist so this is one of my key things like you know when you go to the art museum and they have the plaques of like the art description yeah yeah that shit is so ungodly terrible. It is always <laughs> the fucking worst, most pretentious, like, symbolism here, there, his history. It's always just straight fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the artist doesn't have control of that. But I think that what I can always tell an artist is if they're super genuine and about their their work they tr- they often let their work speak for themselves like it speaks for itself they don't talk a lot about their work this, what is this piece called it's uh untitled untitled yeah. 2 that i think is also yeah. kind of lame when you're like i can't come up with a title but oh no i was thinking just in the way of like and and then like what and what do you want us to put as the description <laughs> nothing nothing that's how it should be though <laughs> yeah. like it, i think there's exceptions to it but like I don't know. Yeah, if there's uh, like a, a specific meaning that you're trying to convey across or a story of like why you created it or something, that would be one thing, I guess. But like some of the, yeah, where people are like looking for the meaning of it and like, the, like you said, the symbolism stuff where it's yeah. like it's so much of that is like up to the interpreter, whoever's looking at it. So Right. And I'm definitely. Don't fucking tell me how to feel when I'm looking at the art. Right. And I'm definitely not talking about art photographers anymore. Uh, right, right. From right. the documentary. But just that, I I think a good litmus test is how much um, an artist talks about their work or the importance of their work. Yeah. If you hear an artist talk about how important their shit is, you know they're full of garbage. <laughs> they're egotistical <laughs> bullshit. Like your art, no matter how great it is, it is not that important. They have constant imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's a thing. It really is. A it thing. really is. And um, I think, like these photographers, were just like excellent examples of like determination, adaptability. Yeah. Would you? You have to have a. I feel like you'd have to have a certain level of determination, being blind at all. 
Fuck. I mean, like, dude, like, imagine, like, I can't, like, imagine going out into the world, like, tomorrow, blindfolded. Nope. And just, like, trying to, like, walk around the city and, like, do whatever you have to do. Like, ju- that would I, be awful. I'd be, I, it'd be terrifying. No, man. That, like, anytime someone's, someone's gonna like, fuck with you. Yeah. Or you're gonna, like, hurt, you're gonna, you know, fall on something and hurt yourself. Like, there's so many possibilities of things that could go fucking wrong. Anytime someone's like, oh, just close your eyes and try it for an hour. I'm like, no. No. I, it makes me want to die. There is yeah. no <laughs> fucking, like, any, everything I've made my life about would be pointless. It wouldn't be pointless. It would just be so hard I th- I would give up. Yeah. I don't know if I would or wouldn't, but I it would make me want to give up. That is, I mean, so difficult. Yeah, I feel like there's there's got to be I don't know, there's got to be so much of that that burden of feeling like, you know, you the thing that you want to do or the thing that you want to produce is geared so violently against your disability. Yeah. You know, you you know, that's, it's just so, I don't know that that in general sucks, Like, but like just the, the idea of even just not having your eyesight at all, no matter what your, your passions or dreams or goals are, you know, missing one of your senses has got to be fucked. But the eyesight is so in, uh, integral to a, you know, your, your survival instincts and shit like that. I feel like that would be just like, so terrifying. Yeah. It, it's crazy how how well humans can adapt, though. Like, yeah. if, if you are, like, if you have steel resolve and you just refuse to give up, you really can almost cope with anything. It's crazy. Yeah. You put you get your 10,000 hours in, do something an hour a day, you can fucking master something no matter what you're up against. I like how I also I just noticed this in the notes you wrote the the number ten thousand but you added there's an extra zero on the end so it's like it, it's an impossible number it's impossible to reach this much that's how hard it is <laughs> yep <laughs> well I mean I even I've, I've even in you know my own job I, f- I feel like I have to do that I've I I trick myself to do things like um you know uh. Like on a really basic way of describing it is like if you smile when you're in a bad mood or you you know you fake laugh eventually you'll start to like actually laugh or something like that. Power um, poses. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know the uh, stuff like that. It, it works for me. It's it's a good you know, not so much that one, but like you know when someone's when you're realizing that something's going to be a lot harder than you thought it was. It's like all right, fuck, man. Like let's just go. Let's do it. Let's get on it. Like. Yeah, just keeping it moving and like not dwelling on that. What's what's making it difficult? But like, all right, well, let's let's tackle it. Let's go for it. Let's figure out what we have to do now. Yeah, man, dude, that's exactly how my day's been today. I did not feel like doing a podcast at all, and it was like one of those things where like, just fucking do it. You'll feel better. Like just for you know, you go through the actions. Your mind adjusts to it after. Yeah. Um, and and you know. Even like it's stupid shit. Like I set my watches like usually like five minutes ahead. Oh, you're like, one of those crazy. I'm, I'm one of those crazy fuckers. <laughs> like I know, and I think is like I know that it's five minutes ahead. And of course, people are like, well, "Wouldn't that just like no?" Because like I'm still I'm I show I try to show up early for shit. Like very occasionally I'll you know uh, uh, show up late for something. And it's 
Um, because and I, and I blame it on, I wasn't wearing my watch when I'm at my house. I put on my watch before I go out the door. But then after that, I'm like always on time for shit. Cause I'm like looking at my watch and it's like, okay, I'm ready five minutes beforehand to, to do that. And I, I realize that when I'm looking at it, um, but in that first initial glance in that moment, that's not what I'm thinking of because I have other shit going on in my head. I just look it down and I see that it's, you know, it's 1045 and it's like, all right, cool. It's like, I got 15 minutes. Like, no, you don't have 15 minutes. You have 20 minutes. But if I act like I have 15 minutes, then I right. get shit done quicker. So you set your clock, your watch five minutes. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. My, mine's 10 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's nowhere important enough for me to go that I will not be 10 minutes late. <laughs> there's nothing in my life I care enough about not to be 10 minutes so late. So you're one of those maniacs. Yeah. Any doctor's appointment, anything that I have oh, to go no. to, therapist, what, I don't give a shit. I get there 10 to 15 minutes late unless it's court. Court? Yeah, unless it's I court. I be on time for it. <laughs> I'm showing up 20 minutes early to court. I'm on time for that. Anything else? Don't give a fuck. I, that, that's another one I, I, I've i been bad about. I've not... I've you always gotten, miss your court dates? Yeah, always miss my court dates. No, I'm, I'm really bad about, like, I'll show up to shit, like, 20 minutes early. Just because, like, that's I plan out in my head, like, all right, it's going to take me, you know... If, if I don't know exactly, I always round up, like, how long it's going to take me to get somewhere or do something. So it's like... Uh, it's going to be like a half hour getting, you know, cleaned up here. And then like, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes, clean out the, the litter box or whatever and feed the cat. And then, um, you know, it probably take me five minutes to do that and like 20 minutes to get ready. And then I'm like, it takes me like half hour to get to work. It's like 20 minutes or 25 minutes, and then you, you know, even if traffic's bad. <laughs> and then I'm, then I'm now I'm at work 20 minutes early and it's like, cool. I'm like sit here in the parking lot for a minute. And like just this fucking doom scroll on my phone or something. Yep. Anytime but, you're early, that's that's the only option. Doom scroll or Pokemon Go. Yeah. Podcast. I was running late twice this week though. I uh, uh, forgot to set a uh, forgot to set my alarm the night before, and luckily it was just a prep day. We didn't have a an event to go to, but that fucked me up. Back on topic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, uh, what were we connection to the process? Yeah. Obsession? So like the, yeah, the, the emotional connection that, you know, you would have, like, like I was saying, like, I can see it being, you know, a freedom doing, you know, what, what seems impossible, um, you know, being blind and making art in general, but, but photography, you know, but it, it seems like it'd be such a burden that you would, you would feel, um, it's because gotta, it's, it's so geared against you. It's got to be such a emotional release also, though, to, to just let go and to know, like, you're not going to know how it turns out. It's almost like if you're a, like a, a linear artist and you're like, fuck it, I'm going abstract. You know, the, <laughs> like the le- that feeling of letting go and to, to whether you trust your process or not, but just to, to go with it, to go with the vibes and see what happens kind of thing. It's got to mm-hmm. feel very freeing like even if it sucks i'm not gonna know <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the critics figure it out hey, we'll let, let them figure it out uh i let oh, and the i symbolism and <laughs> yeah exactly and then the, the plaques start coming uh pete said it uh and i think it shows in his works work 
the most. He said art is an obsession and it's something he has to do. I think his process showed that the most. Yeah. Um, I know we've spoke about it a bit before, but I do. I, I think there's two different types of artists, but that art, people who are like true artists at their core, it really is an obsession. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, it. but I think I'm one of the two types. I, I'm like the compulsive, I, I have to do it constantly, or I'm like not right. And then there's people where it's like a, like a, a steam thing. Like it builds up and you have to do it as a release, yeah, even if it's yeah. not as compulsively. Yeah, but I, it, think, I think it, that's where I that's where I fall. Yeah. But it still has to be done. It's still an obsession that's always yeah, like true. running in that person's head. I get my I also get my creative outlet through work. It's not the the most typical, but you know, I get to see, especially with this job, I get to see all the different people take pictures of the food and like Instagram it and like share it. Like, look how pretty this is, look how cool this, you know, fucking acai bowl is. It looks Fuck great. Yeah. It's like Damn right, I made that shit. Fuck yeah, dude! It, artists are creators. We we have to make things in yeah. one form or another. We just have to. Yeah. Um. So in their, their of course they all had their different like styles of art. Um, looking at their finished products, would you have any inclination to think that they were blind? No, not at all. Same thing. I think part of that's the nature of the medium and part of it is a testament to their skill. Yeah. I think especially I feel that way about the, um, the nature. Um, um, yeah. Excuse me. Bruce, Bruce Hall's work. Um, that it's, it seems so it's, his picture seems so intentional. Mm hmm. Um, and I mean, even still that with, uh, with Henry Butler, the, the portraits, they just, they, I think portraits are so hard to come across as looking like, you know, looking like it wasn't just taken at a, you know, a party with a disposable camera or, you know, some shit like that. Um, to get a, to convey a story of some type or something, you know, the picture he took of the guy doing the tarot card readings. Oh, that uh, dude was such a clown. Yeah. What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> But the picture, you know, it kind of had like a wide angle kind of thing to it. And I actually thought, you know, as far as portraits go, this is a decent portrait. It was. I like that. I like that image. Um, I'm usually really critical about fucking portraiture in general because we, the photography we did in in high school was mostly portrait shit and I hated it. Unless you got really cool subjects, it it just gets boring to me. Or just like some good composition, but like straight on portraits or see, I would if I was st- shitty stuck doing portraits, I would rather it be on a black background in black, black and white, like really, really clean. But you're just focusing on on the person, and you get interesting subjects. E- either that, or like the really raw, like street photography, just snapping people, yeah. kind of thing. I I, I like I like doing you know like I, most of my the things I draw are like people, um, so I like the idea of even like for, you know doing photographs of people, just like not not like a straight on like a you know they're waiting for their fucking school picture, 
right kind of thing like have movement have like you know more of their body and like a pose or like you know something that feels more natural motion something you know have you know different angles that can convey you know size or you know uh, some kind of a a reference yeah Yeah. motion is it's huge you can Um, sometimes you can really get that just with the eyes or the face or whatever but it's hard it's way harder the the motion of a body carries so much more emotion than than often a face does on its own unless it's like exaggerate you know now you just said you know sometimes you can get that with like just the eyes like the face and i it made me just realize a thing in my head um there's there's a a scale of of beauty of beauty to ugly where if you if you're at either one of those ends you can get a uh uh an aesthetically pleasing image yeah of a person like even if they're like growth if someone's like got like a, a terrible you know unfortunate deformity and like it's kind of hard to look at like it's still such a striking image you know or if someone's a beautiful person and you're like oh they're you know it's just it's so pleasant to look at but in the middle they're so there's there's like no <laughs> there's no <Yeah>. feelings there <laughs> i remember in high school i used to this sounds bad but it, it was all done in a like i don't know you had a list and you were grading everybody <laughs> I used to draw uh, like retard- mentally retarded people a lot. That was like one of my favorites. It was like uh, you could capture so much. Mm-hmm. Now it wasn't done in a shitty. I know that sounds terrible, but it was. Yeah, no. It was, he said it. It it captures. It's something that's and you know it's a foreign concept to you, you know, or something that you're. I'm sure you know. You, at least that's how I feel with with things like that. Like I. When it's something that I don't know enough about, I want to dive into it more. It's a way then, of understanding. Yeah, it's understanding. Part. Yeah. There, uh, what was the other? Have you seen, I don't, I have mixed feelings, I think, about this, but like uh, the big fashion companies, I, I, I wouldn't know which ones. Like the ones that are on the level of like Gucci and shit, like the big. Oh, yeah French ones and shit, that they're doing like all these runway walks with like physically handicapped super ugly people whether they're like super fat have tumors on their face like weird shit you know what i mean Mm. like kind of circus freak show vibe but they're in the nice clothes and then they kind of like it's weird because in a way it's very positive and they're celebrating like people's different appearances yeah and people that are non-traditionally beautiful but in a way it kind of feels like uh a gimmick both like a gimmick and and like i don't know predatorial like yeah they're not gonna do that for another 10 seasons you know they're doing it to to get like a a boost of interest in their company and then like social cred too you want to think that like maybe like both of those reasons are probably the reasons that they're like, okay, let's do this. You wanna you wanna hope that at least the main reason or the one that, you know, the company is most focused on is like highlighting the, you know, uh trying to make people feel more comfortable in their own skin kind of thing. Right. Rather than well also and then and then there's also the added bonus of like also this is gonna be a fucking smash with, you know, like all the, you know, the the press. 
they're right. going to eat this shit up and it's going to look really good for us. Like, obviously, if you're a business, you're going to think that way. It's just, which is the number one priority to you? I th- I think it's, I think the proof is in like, I don't know if, if you kept employing those models. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you just do it once or like when it's convenient. That's kind of bullshit. I saw, I think I saw something about like, was it Victoria's Secret? They're going to have like uh, Megan Rapinoe from the, the U.S. women's soccer team is going to like model for them. I have no idea to be. And I saw like there's a bunch of shitty people that were like upset about it. They're like, well, you know, like why would they do that? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, she's a fucking amazing, amazing athlete. Like, you know, if what, they approached, the- they, they approached, they were like, you know, cause she's kind of tomboyish, I guess, looking. So they're, they were like upset about that. Were people ex- upset like that an athlete is being sexualized? No, th- no, they were upset because she wasn't, you know, six six and you know, uh, busty, but, you know, gotcha, woman with long hair and heels and shit. Yeah, interesting. I'd imagine there's also controversy over at the like, unless she, I'm assuming it, you know, she wanted to do it. I don't know. Yeah, it's like that's that seems like a thing that like if you know. I don't know. I think People it seems like a, it sounds like a cool fucking idea. She's I I don't know her you know that much about her, but in the things that I've seen about her, she seems like a really cool fucking person. Definitely one of the the better athletes I've actually ever watched on t- you know TV before. She's a soccer player. Yeah, soccer's. The I think you want to say she's the <laughs> captain of the uh, the U.S. women's soccer oh, team. Oh shit! Yeah. It's like one of the greatest teams in the world. Yeah. I fucking love playing soccer. I played soccer like eight years, but I fucking hate watching soccer. Well, I, what I realize is there there are a couple teams, uh, male teams that I that I like watching. But what, what I really really realized I like is the the female soccer players. Man, they are badass. They're, they they take yeah. way more hits. Like you know, most of the the times you're watching like any male soccer, like they get like touched the wrong way and they're like. <laughs> Faking injuries and shit, like dude, it is a problem in the the sport though. The yeah. injury faking, it is so stupid. And then they get paid so much less than the men, which is the saltiest part. It's like, well, that's so yeah. fucked up. It is bunk. Uh, would you going back to the artists? Yeah. Would you purchase any of these pieces? <sighs> Probably not. I'll be honest. I would lean. Most towards Pete, Pete Eckert's work. Yeah. Um, as an artist myself, it's kind of sh- I I kind of like I'm all for like yeah support your local artist kind of shit, but I never do it. Yeah. Never no, ever. I mean, I, I was gonna I say I'm anything. the same way. I would I wouldn't either. But like that's also because like I just don't buy artwork. I don't seek to do it. I buy no yours. Because number one, A, you're my boy. No, number one, A, I like your work. B, also, you're my boy. Which reminds me, I, I'm going to be looking for some some different art pieces for uh, for my new apartment. I want to look out to like the the different people, either people I know or whatever on Instagram. and Because like, I know people that do artwork. And like, you know, whether it's in a, a large capacity or not, I'm going to try to get some, you're a little gonna, bit of a mix. You're going to commission me and I'm just going to like buy a spiked mace yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's my finest work 
have uh I, I mean as much as i do love your work um i i would like to have maybe a little bit of of uh of some some change in the so it's my so oh, my yeah. entire apartment isn't a uh red a red sky fucking or a you know sky six fucking you know gallery i know we gotta start like uh shredding the old or like uh archiving, <laughs> archiving the old ones got too much um although that being said i have plenty of wall space and i will be getting more of yours Fuck so, yeah, man. so there's that i look um, forward to figuring it out with you so um so note of the purchasing the pieces i put this in here when i was trying to come up with like different things to talk about um you know like when you see somebody that's really interesting in documentary you think like oh man i'd love to have a beer and like catch up with that and like you yeah. find out more about that person would you actively search to meet out meet it meet out meet any of these artists on i don't think i would actively but i i don't know if i've ever actively searched to meet if if we got a anyone. if we got an offer from you know oh i would love to talk to him if we got an offer from Pete Eckert to be on the podcast That'd be dope, man. That would be uh, sick. I think Pete, I could really get into um, like the technical parts yeah. of, of the art. Um, I think Henry Butler would probably be the most fun. Yeah. But that said- Yeah, he would probably be fucking dope to have a drink with. Fuck yeah. Fucking tour new, uh, uh, downtown New Orleans with him. Yeah. But I on, honestly, I would- be less interested in talking to him about photography than I would yeah. his music. I would. Oh yeah. I would have so, so much more. I would want to ask about his piano playing. I think that's just incredible. Yeah. I'm also like, I'm really into fucking piano, <laughs> but I think he would be so much fun to talk to. Uh, Bruce. I love. I respect what he does. Think he was cool, but I. I don't think I want to have a beer with him. Yeah, I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I have anything in common with him either. Uh, honestly, Bruce probably had the most sadness attached to him. Yeah, and I don't hold that against him at all. No, but his not at all. his situation just seemed really fucking hard. Yeah. Um. It, it, here's one I, I thought of. Um. So, anything that you think that you could learn from. Learn as an artist from understanding, like if you were to understand more of their process, even like from what you learned from the documentary or, you know, maybe more that you could use to make, you know, use to consider when you make your artwork. So like I was thinking, like when you learn to do things without making, or sorry, when you learning to do things without, it makes it easier when you have. So like especially in like cooking, like when you learn to work with less and like doing less things, like even uh, ingredients wise, like when I was making food, that was when I had to make my menu gluten-free, soy-free, nut-free, oil-free, low sodium. So yeah. that you learn to get creative on like where you're going to get these flavors from and how you're going to, you know, fix that texture and how you're going to, you know, do this. And now I feel like it's made me like, that's a gauntlet. And like, now I feel like my abilities to, you know, when I go back to like working with meat or working with, you know, gluten and shit like that, I can add in those things that I've learned doing that, that will, you know, significantly improve, you know, flavors and techniques and stuff. Yeah. Um, so same with like art, art wise, I think definitely looking at like Eckert's work of, you know, um, 
I guess the the I guess more of the the mental frame he kind of seemed to put on it was about like um he just he seemed to have fun with it in a way that was like he, he knew it was kind of wild like the the a blind guy doing photography and a non-visible wavelength thing right like challenging like what's like almost making puns out of it out of your work in a way that's fun and intellectual to think about yeah uh, honestly my biggest takeaway is about visualization and just how what it, it doesn't even have to just be art but the idea of of i don't know for me man just thinking things through picturing things like so important with art but like just with life in general like mm. i need time to think and yeah. like to hear ideas to think of of answers or how i'm going to handle something before i i physically do it like the that whole part of the process so important but also like all of these guys as important at like for me the for the longest time my art my digital art wasn't real because i wasn't printing it like when i was mm-hmm. still new to it it became real when i had a physical print when i could say yeah. like i made something and it is physically in the world and for all these guys like of course the finished product is important but the process is is way more valuable right like yeah somebody could steal their finished photos and shred them and give them back a blank and they still would have an idea of what they made they could picture it in their head they would know the process they went through there'd be an emotional attachment to the blank piece of paper like i don't know it it just is kind of like a reminder like that it it's all so fucking meaningless right like like you said, cooking with less ingredients made made you better, right? Yeah. Like in fucking rehab, don't have a computer, can't do digital art. I'm drawing with fucking coffee grinds. If I go to jail, I'm painting with my blood and sculpting with my shit, right? Like yeah, it whatever you you, you you will find a way. Yeah, like what you make doesn't even matter. You probably long- get into like a shop class or something. You probably don't have to mold your shit, but you know, <laughs> I'm still doing it. But uh, like, like, just, even if you you couldn't physically make anything, the idea of like mentally constructing images or or photographs, sculpture, whatever in your head is is still fucking making something, and that the mm-hmm. the finished product just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Of course, we want it to matter, and for some people that find success, and of course, it matters to some extent. But in the end, it all fucking turns to ash. It's all about like what you learned making it. Yeah, especially I mean, like as an in an artist's point of view, like anything that you make, like immediately after you're like, okay, this is done now. It's like okay, this is dead to me. Okay, now this is dead to me, and I'm going to work. You know, you work on the next thing. Um, I think that's such a, it's definitely an artist point of view that people take, but like, you know, like you said, that's the, the final product. It, it's not as, not as important as the, uh, the process and the, the, the journey getting there. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly, it would cause me great sadness not to be able to, 
to to revisit the things I made. It really would. Um, but even if I knew it was all gone, it still wouldn't take away that I had made it. Right. Even if I, I can't picture it fully and it's yeah. just a, a vague memory, like you still know what what you did or what what you feel like you did. You know. Yeah. Um. So with that, I want to challenge you to do your next art piece either either I with a nope. either with a blindfold on <laughs> or. You just, just, you know, get a bunch of random, I can send you a, a, a folder full of some random JPEGs. I'll do that. I, I've kind of played with that. That's fun because like that randomization, that chaotic element, it's mm-hmm. fun to see what you can like pull out of your ass with it, you know, like to try to make something cool out of like random garbage or whatever. That is very fun. The and then I'm gonna give you I'm gonna oh, give you a God. list of keyboard commands that you have to input <laughs> that are gonna cause random effects. That sounds like a blast, actually. It's fucking chaos art. <laughs> Be hip. What about you? I, I bet you actually could cook blind blindfolded. Oh yeah, dude, I can do my knife skills blind blindfolded. God, no problem. Bitch. That's as so long cool. I say that as long as I'm using my knives. I it would be I could do it without with a different knife, but it would be I could easily no problem no question asked with my own knife. Yes, yeah. Um, God, as far as like cooking, as long as I could like find where the pot is and shit, I could like smell spices and I can I can cook blindfolded. Yeah. What what would be the meal you'd feel most comfortable doing? Um, I want to say like a curry or something because I can smell the spices or like a chili. Um, something, um, something like that, dude, I can't um, something tell where there's like, not like a whole lot of like babysitting, like watching from like watching, not paying attention for colors wise. I'm paying attention for, you know, smell and taste. Yeah. Um, where dude. things like, um, if you're like, you know, grilling or searing, like grilling, even I can touch and I can, but then if you miss and you touch the grill, that, <laughs> that, that's bad. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell when like a ch- chicken or a burger is done by looking at it. Like, there's no way I um, can ever do it. Telling by looking at it is that's advanced. Telling by touching it is is where you should be aiming for. Oh, that's less advanced. That's less advanced. <laughs> yeah, because you can you can touch no it way. and you can feel by how by how um you know how taut the skin is on it or the you know the exterior is on it and you can feel by like how bouncy it is if it's got like a you know a pushback when you touch it or is it you know does your finger go straight through it i have not touched nearly enough chickens to know (laughs) any of those answers i just just, i'll show you the trick with your with your hand when you you hold your your uh thumb to your finger and you feel your um uh uh, muscle by your thumb okay you can tell based on that so if you if you put your index finger Uh. and your thumb together on your finger and you touch your uh, the meat of your thumb there uh, uh, on your palm. So chickeny. It's very soft, right? That's that's uh, that's uh, rare, medium rare, right? You just you, gave me chicken and hands. Then, and then you touch touch your middle finger with your thumb, and like that's you know medium medium well. Uh. And then you touch your your next finger, and you touch it again, and that's well done. What the fuck? That's really cool. Yeah, and it's not. It doesn't always apply because it also you know. There's, you know, different thicknesses of meat and different, um, you know, fat contents and stuff, and you'll have that. It's that's usually a good one for, 
um, pork and beef, but it's not it's not perfect. Yeah, it's a good rule of thumb kind of thing. I definitely feel like I could give you like a random bag of ingredients and you'd figure out something. Oh, good. absolutely. That's one of my. I play that game with myself all the time. That's it's just fun. like go pick out a thing at the grocery store that I haven't cooked in a long time and like just see what else I have in my pantry that goes with it. Dude, I I don't honestly. I really used to like cooking when I was high. Like I I used to be. Able That's to how I really, got started. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why. I just like uh, I don't. I think I'm just like depressed and unmotivated. Like when it comes to my food, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It sucks. I love. I like enjoy it when I get into the zone, but it's like hard for me to get there. It just has become like a chore. Like I don't want to eat. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. I'll get you get you to sous chef an event with me, dude. I would love that, man. Honestly, like uh, in uh, my uh, daily, you, you write you write part of the menu, and then I have to complete it. Oh boy, you you just come up with like different ingredients or like concepts. Give me concepts of like I don't know. We'll we'll figure it out. But you give me like some some abstract ass con concept, and then Wolf I have chili. to turn it into a meal. <laughs> It wolf shit. <laughs> um, it would be a um, a mushroom terrine with um, with uh, like a chicken liver pate. Wolf shit. I said wolf chili. <laughs> oh, I thought you said wolf shit. <laughs> I think that's way funnier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I I can uh, I can replicate Denny more beef stew. I did that once for uh. Just because I was bored and I had to make a soup soup of the day, <laughs> I made a actually I made it made it vegan, um, and I tried making it you know the regular. But as long as you have the broth right and you have the the overcooked ass potatoes and carrots, you're good. <laughs> Man, I would love some teriyaki salmon right about now. Boy, I got you. Um, I can get, I can show you the way. <laughs> uh, is there anything we want to speak on? Or oh, you want to keep talking about cooking for? <laughs> On this on this podcast about blind photography, no, okay. I, ca- I, I kind of wanted to hate on. So at, at the art museum, they had. I know you know this, but there's a third floor, mm-hmm. Cincinnati Art Museum. I, I've spoke to like five people this week, and none of them knew there was a third floor. Oh yeah, yeah. That, uh, it is tricky to get to. I always have to refine the stairwell because it's like only one or two stairwells go up there. But a ton of people don't know it's up there. Uh, but when I went there earlier this week, they had, um, and they normally have like the contemporary art up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had an eighties exhibit of eighties abstract pop art. We go That's, up there. Sounds terrible. All right. The whole museum was full of normal people, right? <laughs> Families and stuff. You get up to the third floor. It's all the pretentious art fans. It cool. was Dude, I did the whole floor in a minute 30. I looked at Sarah. I was like, we're speed running this shit. <laughs> it was just like splatter, art, bullet, like pop nonsense, it, like obnoxious 80s pattern. Dude, it was the worst exhibit I've ever seen put together. That sucks. And all these that really fucking old, like, uh, white art collector people are just like sipping their, on their, their stuff and just goofy glasses and their colorful uh, ties and yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was an abomination up there. It was that so sucks. bad. I looked really at Sarah sucks. and I said, "Can imagine being a type of person who looks at this stuff and feels joy. <laughs> <laughs> your, your whole inside must be so colorless. There has to be nothing going on, just a heart of coal to look at like a splattered canvas and be like, this is beautiful. (laughs) I see all the, uh, the symbolism in there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh my God. It was popping out of any exhibit in the museum. It was packed. That's pretty wild. Uh, I think I spent most of my time there on the second floor. It's uh, they have like the area with all the busts in it. Mm -hmm. I used to draw those. I think sculptures and shit. Yeah. I think my favorite like area is like the the masters, the ones where they have like all the like Renaissance area, like really yeah. big paint. And there's always some I like. Like honestly, those are the paintings I'm most drawn to. But it, I only like specific pieces. But I still appreciate the scale, the style, the I don't know, the oldness to it. Everything that comes with those like master paintings more than a lot of the other stuff more than a fucking 80s exhibit that's for fucking yeah. goddamn. there's more talent in the frame maker of the the great painting you know what i mean yeah ah, so, so speaking of talented artists oh my god <laughs> our dishonorable mention of the episode all right i you got to check this article out okay i, I right. have it loaded i haven't looked at it yet okay I'm waiting for you to first, get to this first off let me ask the big question did you watch the Hunter Biden foot job crack smoking video? No. It's worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think, it, you know, the whole Hunter Biden laptop shit, that's all garbage. But the, the Chinese, Giuliani gave the Chinese the laptop info, whatever. Somebody realistically probably broke into his iCloud account. But there were all these videos of him smoking crack, getting foot jobs, and doing them both at the same time so i remember i was eating snacks and i was like hey sarah check this out we watched hunter biden smoke crack and get a foot job it was very really fun hell yeah Um, dog that's a lean saturday night (laughs) dude that's a great time there those are two great things mixed together there's nothing wrong with that right but uh (laughs) all right the the whole point of this was all right as as shitty as a person uh, Hunter Biden probably is. He's done a lot worse. He is also an artist. <laughs> oh boy! There's the NPR article. So apparently he's a lifelong artist, and everything else in his life has failed at this point, and he's going full in art mode. And <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. They don't have so, any of his pieces on here. I mean, they show him like one of the, he's currently painting, but I don't see it. Yeah, I had to like go look up his Instagram, and they show it, they really only show him working on stuff. But a lot of it's oh. that abstract kind of stuff for like you see the person blowing <laughs> like a splatter of paint into a, like an oil kind of thing, you know, like oh. that kind of the stuff like uh, like moms do as an art hobby (laughs) and they're like i'm an abstract artist now like that kind of mom art you know 
Um, but because he's Hunter Biden, uh, the they think these pieces are going to sell, for, or they're priced between $75,000 and $500,000 each. For a dude who's not been an artist, like, his whole life, that is, like, getting into this, the, the gallery owner does not have a long track record. There's all, all this, like, talk of, like, this is obviously only selling for this amount because he's the president's son. And I had the the quote highlighted. I just lost it. Um, ah, fuck. But basically, like, the White House had to put out a press uh, thing about it because it's considered, like, so unethical. Um all interactions regarding the selling of art and the setting of prices will be handled by a professional gallerist adhering to the highest industry standards, White House Press Secretary said in a recent briefing. Um, and they know, they say it's all going to be like done on the up and up to the standards of the art world, and that's obviously not what's going to happen i mean it's it's the art world so we know that there's not there's not a standard for that <laughs> yeah That's there's bullshit. no ethics in the art world right to begin with you can sell a fucking ban- banana that's duct taped to the wall for 50 uh five hundred thousand dollars get fucked i think yeah. it was it was it wasn't like five million or something it was too much money it was just too way, much money way too much it might as so, well have been five million dollars it was too much money right and it this is someone else's quote. I think it's pretty obvious that Hunter Biden's work would not sell for these kinds of prices were he not the son of the current sitting president. Um, so there already sets up a potential conflict of interest charging the the prices they're charging. Because he's basically just a random guy off the street is selling his shit for this insane amount of money. And there there's no reason it should be. It's yeah. just mom art trash. I, I will say, say so... I agree with 100%. Like most of his, his work I've seen on here is trash. I found one. I've dropped a, a link in the in the notes there. Okay. Um, I realized, oh, that's kind of cool. I like the colors. And then I just realized like, oh, it's like a space thing. And that's why I like it. And it's like pointillism in the, not pointillism, but like these points of light that make up these stars. But like the smaller points kind of look like littler stars. And I think that's what attracted me to this, this image. Yep. Yeah, let's say we'll we'll post this on the Instagram. Honestly, I don't I don't like this, but I I, I'm, I don't I'm not I'm saying I like it, it, but it did catch my eye, and I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's just like it's so unethical that a guy just because his dad's not even his his dad's political position, his stuff can sell for this unseemly amount based purely on his merit. When he has no experience and background in this, and that, yeah, this, you know, this, uh, I don't this even have anything be, against him. I don't it, give a shit. Even it's this one that I like, I would say that, uh, I don't think it should sell for more than, I mean, I'm thinking like costs and materials and stuff that went into it, probably like 75, 80 bucks. Yeah. Or, or even if he was an established, you know, like abstract, a few, few hundred dollars maybe. Yeah, but but let's say even like he had a career doing this and he was an established artist. Like there's shit like this. It could I could even see like 10 grand. But like yeah. for for a guy who's never done this before, like 
I, and ten grand to me is uh, that is still absolutely yeah, garbage. still way more way more than you would ever spend on anything, right? On money or for art, I mean. But for him to just be able to, uh, you know, to be able to list things at five hundred thousand for a guy who's just got into art because he got busted smoking crack too much, like. Here's, a, here's another quote on here. It says there are seven billion people on the planet. Um, <laughs> It, this is by a guy who's been covering the art market for years. Uh, he says it's hypothetically possible that one or two of them may be interested in paying that much for one of these paintings. Dude, sure, that's, that's but it's unlikely. A, <laughs> that's such a brutal quote. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a burn. Honestly, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he gets. I, I bet he gets it though. Oh yeah, Someone, yeah, someone's gonna pay the money. Yeah, whether it's money laundering or uh, <laughs> debt payment, something's going to happen. But I just thought that was funny. As, as the great Donald Glover once said, this is America. This is America. Dude, we have to do our anti-American episode. <laughs> we're going to mention it every week for the next year, and then we're going to put it together. <laughs> So I've been watching so many of these fucking debates lately. I think I've decided I'm anti-democracy. I think yeah. I'm yeah. all faith. <laughs> like I don't even believe in the ideals that were unlived by the country. I, I don't. I don't even think I believe in the ideals anymore. Yeah, I'm I, done. I I feel. I can't even say that I feel it's like it's anti-democracy. I feel so anti the the people in this country there there's so many fucking stupid people that it just it would never work anyways <laughs> anything hawks. good anything good's never gonna work right dude i feel like the older i get i'm like regressing back into anarchism <laughs> <laughs> so stupid oh you know who we should get uh on the on um because I know it's going to end up being a multiple part episode, the anti America shit. We should definitely do uh, get Dash on there. Do you ever fun. meet you, you? know Dash, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should definitely get him involved. I, I did. Uh, He's anarchist as fuck. Yeah, I, I did a couple of covers for his band a a while back. That's yeah. right. That's right. He's uh he's buddies with my pool buddy, the guy I do pools with. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Me and Dash go back to third grade, boy. Really? I didn't know. Yeah, like that. like second grade or something, yeah. We oh, went to shit. elementary school together. That'd be fun. I know he's Fuck got yeah. some wild fun ideas too. I watched the South Park movie for the first time at his house. <laughs> when, it, when it came out on DVD. <laughs> I pierced someone's face and I th- I think I pierced my nostrils or my lips at his house. I don't yeah. Weird memories coming back. I usually eat I usually eat dinner over that house, dog. <laughs> play play PlayStation in the, in the fucking living room. Hell yeah. It's the homies. Alright, we gotta reach out to him. I gotta listen to his podcast. I feel like an asshole because I he sent us a link to his podcast and I haven't listened to it. He's got a D oh, podcast. Oh, okay. I, I remember that. I I like playing D D because I like the people. I don't I don't love it how you do. Oh I I like a good narrative for the the D and D stuff if it's done well, but yeah. even still, I want to give him some listens. That's my that's my my boy from day one, yeah. basically. Fuck the yeah, oldest man. person that I still have any contact with. Dude, those people take like it, it is a weird role. You know what I mean? Like the the people you go back to the longest. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've, <sighs> um, I've, I'm regressing. I'm regressing. <laughs> this well, world is garbage. This world is garbage. <laughs> Everything's fucked. But thanks come, again for listening. Yeah. Come <laughs> chill and listen to our shitty podcast. <laughs> Join join us on the uh, the the shit lazy river. Yes, as we fl- as we float along and deal with all the shit. Um, thank you to approaching human <laughs> for the use of his music. <laughs> Maybe I should take that one from the top. Maybe you think we'll leave all this in. We'll leave all this in, but I'm, I'll take it from the top. So thanks again for listening. Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Make sure to check out the show page at TrashCatsTrashCast on Instagram for news and arts from the show. Uh, You can find us on Facebook now. And if you're bored, you can check out my trashy art on Instagram at Skyzix, S-K-Y-Z-I-C-X. Shouts out to our features, the military stun gun and... (laughs) Uh, as as Raya Rain, yep. my Instagram homie, please check out our work. Really cool stuff. Yeah, kick ass uh, shit. I'm gonna yeah, get some we'll have the stickers, link. boy. Yeah, dude. Uh, we'll have links for all that. Um, make sure you tune in next Wednesday for our episode on to be decided. Yeah, we'll figure out. <laughs> we got a couple ideas. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be all for us today. Stay classy. Eat trashy. Go fast. Eat trash.